Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by betonline.ag, nordvpn.com, and athleticgreens.com. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Obviously, wearing my Sixers gear. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey there, Marcus Dash here, co-host of Chief Concerns. At the conclusion of this episode, please make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast right here on YouTube. And for all you listeners out there, please be sure to give us a five-star review on any of the platforms you use to listen to us. I want to thank you all for listening to us throughout the season, and we look forward to engaging with you all throughout the offseason. Enjoy the episode. It's offseason, and as everyone knows, there's always kind of breaking news going on um, in the sports with, with every team. Um, obviously, we're focused on the Chiefs. And last week, or after our show last week, there was kind of a lot of stuff that happened. Um, specifically, we'll start with the Eric Bieniemy article that hit the airwaves last week. Um, now, this article has been since taken down. Um, but at the time, some were calling it a kind of a hit piece on Eric Bieniemy. Others are saying it makes sense of whether how up and down our offense was last year. Um, essentially, the article talks about a lot of things. It's a very long article, um, and it's backed by a lot of sources and anonymous, unnamed sources. But essentially, it alleges that Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy did not get along, and Bieniemy's ego kind of often gets away, uh, gets in the way of finally getting him a head coaching job. Kind of his big ego is what the article says. But since the article was published, it's been taken down. Tyreek Hill and Darius, uh, Darius Fountain uh, came out making fun of the article, essentially saying EB's a great coach. Um, don't believe what you hear, kind of denying the contents of the article. But since uh, Benjamin Albright of the KOA Colorado Radio in Denver, um, who's gone back with EB as far as he was uh, covering the Colorado Buffaloes when EB was there as an OC and a running backs coach, he said all but 5% of the article is stuff that he's heard before. So he's not denying that the he said the article wasn't news to him. He's heard a lot of the stuff about Eric Bieniemy. He wasn't surprised about. Um, there's an article alleged that during the season this year, and a veteran offensive lineman stood up and kind of talked uh, talked back to Bieniemy um, during the season. He uh, verified that story in the article, but 
hearing this whole thing kind of go down, what were your thoughts when you guys heard it? JD, I know you're friends uh, with Coach Bianami. You know him personally. Um, what were your thoughts when you uh, heard this uh, article or read this article? Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it slow. Um, now, I mean, I really, I, after looking at the article, reading it, um, you know, I, I just kind of, kind of shaking my head at how those all was put together. And really, to me, it seemed like a hit piece. I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, it's what it really seemed like. Uh, and, and the reason why, um, because like kind of later when, when people like credible journalists would talk about, they would say, look, I would never, ever publish this at all just because you don't have any names behind it to, to really uh, corroborate the story. And so sometimes verification with your sources is very, is vital, especially to something, you know, to make it believable, you know, or have credibility. Uh, and so the things I was reading, look, and, and, and here's the thing, is some of it true? I'm sure it is. I'm sure that like the issues of might be, you know, kind of blowing up on Patrick and having, you know, uh, uh, you know, arguments with them and made offense. Absolutely. I, I, I do believe that, but I also believe that, you know, those times what ends up happening, those guys, they, they, they repaired those relationships. They put them back together. And to, for anybody who believes that Andy Reid, um, that's been a coach this long, wouldn't be able to control his coaches and, and the players is just, you're fooling yourself. And so when I'm thinking about this and, 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 some of the other things I'm just kind of referenced to the article. They was talking about, well, it was in the enemy's contract, you know, certain plays that he called, he could call the plays. Listen, let's be honest. The only reason that you write certain things in contracts is just to detail what your job and responsibilities are, right? That's what it is. But make no uh, bones about this. Do not think for a second that Andy has the last say in, in, in every call. I don't care who it is. I don't care if he has... You know, as far as like he's he's yeah he's calling the plays, but Andy's he's, he makes the last call on everything. See, the thing is, during off season, you got to realize that you know in, in the professional ranks, they go through every scenario, every situation, and I'm telling this it's to the T. When I'm talking about very detailed, I'm talking about it's it's every, you know if, it's, if you're down, you know certain amount of points with this much time to go on the game. They've gone through every scenario, and this is, this is something they do every single day. And so it's like guys are just not sitting around. They're going through different things on the, that would happen uh, during the course of a game. And so what they do, they collaborate offensively. So the enemy, of course, is collaborating, you know, with Andy and all of his staff on there, the wide receiver coach, the line, all of them. They all get into offense meeting. They talk about these things. And so what Andy does is he's making sure because he's, you know, the leader of the group, he's the head coach, he is making sure and he's sounding off and he's checking off on all, all the things that's being called and what's being ran. It's the same thing they keep talking about, like the first 15, the first 25 plays. Well, that's Andy making those calls and then Benami takes over. No, it's a, a collaborative effort. Believe that. So every play that's being ran, it's not Andy making that call. It's Andy and, and, and Benami talking about these things. So what will be the first 15? And the first 15 is just, it's like a template to get like the play calling, the, the formations, you want to get the temp, you know, the tempo of the game. That's what you're trying to assert. You're trying to see what the defense is giving you. And so it, it's based off what you see. And so it ain't like you just run through the first 15, but these things are collaborative efforts. So it's not like Andy's just giving a list over to the enemy, like call these first 15, and then you take over. That To me, if, if anybody believes that, they just don't understand how, you know, offenses just ran the NFL. It's, it's not like that. 
in any way. And so um, I just, to me, what I've seen over the time, and I know everybody talks about, oh, this source, this said, said that. Look, if your brother's cousin or somebody was talking and that might be your source, look, man, get away from that noise. Absolutely get away from the noise. I would have rather guys say, look, I don't want to be anybody here to be the uh, offense coordinator. Move on to somebody else. I'd rather that article just sit there and say that as opposed to being slanted against the enemy in a particular way. Now, when, uh, uh, of course, Tyreek comes out and all those other guys say, look, man, the enemy comes in, man, he's a great coach. What are you talking about? Right. And then Pat is like, man, y'all are wilding out here. I think all of this is just salacious news. You're right. It's just something just to talk about. They want to blame somebody. And if it's somebody that's in the organization, Part of it is maybe they wanted to take the blame off themselves, right? They didn't want part of that R or that uh, that the volatile talk going to them like, well, don't blame me. This is what I'm telling you. This is what I heard. So I don't really put a lot of stake in it, credibility into it. As soon as I read it, I'm like, man, this is just this is just trash, trash writing, the trash written, you know, articles and journalism, right? It might be some things. It's like it's, you weave a little bit of truth in. With a little bit of like salacious you know, grabbing out here to see what what else I can grab, you know, feel with it. That's how I felt about like how the article uh, presented itself. And so, yeah, these things would. And I'm gonna go back to what you said before. I know I'm, I'm doing a lot, but when they was talking about the enemy, yeah, I've heard these things before about the enemy. Well, we talking this is this is years ago what the enemy said and how he is right now. So does that take away from, you know, other things that may be happening, other factors? No, it doesn't. And so when somebody was there at, at a certain point to where they are now could be totally different. It's the same thing that Tony Dungy said for a long time. They said he didn't interview well. He didn't interview well. And so finally, when he got a head coaching job, somebody gave him a chance. He wins the Super Bowl. He takes him, you know, to the, the uh, to the championship games. That guy said, you know what? I was wrong about you just because I didn't like, you know, your style. And I was looking for a raw, raw guy. Somebody cussed guys out. I didn't think he was it. You didn't really fit what I wanted. And I apologize for that. And Tony said, man, for a long time, that followed him saying he didn't interview well. So that's where I look at it, man. It's just kind of a hit piece, man. It's a lot there, uh, but I really didn't put a lot of stake in it. Yeah, you could sprinkle a little, little bit of truth here, and I'll, yeah, I get that. But, uh, you know, further than that, man, make no, make no mistakes about it. Nothing goes through that locker room or to any player or anybody else without Andy knowing. And Andy's going to make sure he puts everybody in place. I, I could guarantee that. I don't care who it is. So if any EB steps out of line, Andy's gonna say something to him. EB ain't gonna come to him. Well, I got this in my contract. Andy, you'll probably rip that contract up. Look, I'm the guy. It ain't you. My job's on the line. I'm the one that hired you. You here for me, okay? We are all a family, all a team, and just like any family, you're gonna fight. It's gonna be arguments. It's gonna happen. So I'll leave it there. Go ahead, E. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I, you know, I was heated. I, I, you know, I was heated when the article first came out. I'm just like, man, this is crazy. It is. You know, I talked to some other guys about this, man, and we just, you know, it, it, we had a lot. Right, of so, so, so the way I saw that article is, is to how you, is to how you want to take it, man. But I, I didn't put too, I didn't invest too much into it because we've seen the same thing happen. Like coaches want to get the best of us. They they get the best out of us. So they're going to give us a, a, a playbook and hopefully, you know, by the time it's game time, we can go out and perfect that, that, uh, that, that game book or the plays that have been called in the field. No, 
But the thing is, is we're not perfect. I don't think one player is going to go out there and have a perfect game. So you're going to have some some arguments amongst players and coaches. They had it on on national TV with Josh McDaniel and and, uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. More than once. Does that mean he's a bad coach? No. Uh, And and the thing with EB, I just hope the way this whole thing is playing out is that at some point, you know, uh, he's already talked to Andy Reid about uh, Andy retiring pretty soon and handing him the keys. If that's not the case, you know, then we can come back and have these discussions about uh, what the the issue really is. Because if you're able to, you know, basically go out and coach this kid uh, into becoming, being considered one of the tops that we've ever seen, you know, to put up the stats that he's seen to come out and win the Super Bowl within a, a few amount of years uh, and have some phenomenal plays that, that come out of this, this, this scheme that you put together with him. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a combination of things that, that make it all work. And EB is not the main uh, uh, piece to it. You know, he's a part of it. Andy's a part of it. Uh, Patrick's a part of it. There's quality control guys that write up the plays and do the film work that's a part of it. Um, but, yeah, during game time, things aren't going to be perfect. Pat's not going to make the right read. Um, he's not going to make the right throw. You know, Kelsey's not going to make the right cut. He's not going to make every catch. It happens. You're going to have arguments. You know, people, you know, these are prideful men. I mean, some are young, but, you know, they're still men. And everybody has pride. Nobody wants to be shown up on national TV. Nobody wants to be shown up at practice. So you're going to have these, 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 these arguments. These, you know, you're going to butt heads. Um, but at the end of the day, you respect one another. And if you don't respect one another, then that's where it comes to uh, you need to talk to the coach and the GM about where we stand and if we can continue doing this. And if these two guys think that, you know, this is just an everyday, every week occurrence, then – the write-up basically means nothing because we've seen this over the years between coaches and players. It happens every year. Yeah. All the time. All the time. And, and look at it in the, in the notion, too, that is EB going to be confident? Is going to be really arrogant and cocky? Absolutely. I, I don't know any coach uh, that's an OC or a head coach that doesn't have it about him, right? I think part of the part of the reason you, you hire a guy like that is because get, he's got a little bit of that you know, in him. So, Man, look, like he said, you know, EB can't catch all the balls. He can't run every route. You know, he can't he can't throw the guy was open. Um, and if it was just talking about just that 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 play before the half, and EB getting on on Patrick about that, he's getting on it because he's just like, look, you, you had a job to do. You didn't get the job done. We told you if you don't have something, throw it out of bounds. And I could I could easily see something like that happen. I would have been livid too. I'd have been I'd have been in this tail as well. And so. That's why Pat was like, look, it was on me. And he was like, hey, I probably should have made a different call, whatever. And, hey, that's how these things go, man. You said everything's not going to be perfect, but shoot. I I think the one thing that some fans are saying that there might be some validity to the article is the fact that why hasn't Eric Bieniemy re-signed yet? I mean, what's taking so long? I mean, is there something more behind the scenes that we don't know about, like this article would indicate, is that he hasn't signed because you – I mean, as we've talked about in the show, you would think there's no head coaching job available. You would think you'd want to come on to resign with the with the Chiefs, the best offense in the league again. I mean, what, I mean, what's going on behind the scenes is that he were not. Man, we can only speculate off of what we go for, what people put on social media, for what we read in the news or our sports center. 
Yep. You know, none of us know what's going on behind those doors. Um, you know, do we like what we have in Kansas City? I, I sure do. Uh, would I like to keep it that way? Yeah. Um, well, I'd love to see more success come from it than what we've been, than what we've had. But hell, I like what we have. Um, so I don't want to cause turmoil between uh, the guys on my team to where things are falling apart. Um, so, you know, that's what social media is for, is to give everybody an opinion, uh, is to give, you know, good and bad reads to, 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 to stir, stir the pot. You know, usually the pot gets stirred more when you got negative stuff involved. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's all we, what we have right now. So, and, and whatever, you know, Veach, Andy, um, Patrick and, and, and EB are doing, I'm happy with it. You know, as long as we have those, those guys uh, wearing a Chiefs shirt, you know, I, I'm still one of the happiest person on earth. I, I'd agree with that one. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, talking about Brett Veach, you mentioned him there. Um, we talked about a couple weeks ago that there was going to be a lot of defensive changes, and as we saw yesterday, the first uh, defensive change happened uh, with our second concern of the night. Yesterday, the Chiefs uh, cut way, uh, part, parted ways with uh, veteran linebacker Anthony Hitchens. Um, Hitchens was due about um, $12 million, but w- with that, it's a $4 million cap hit, so it saves us about $8 million uh, cutting uh, Anthony Hitchens, so it's more money for us to kind of invest elsewhere. I mean, now that our linebackers are kind of uh, taken up with uh, Bolton and Willie Gay, uh, what were your uh, kind of um, opinions on on us uh, parting ways with um, Anthony Hitchens? Well, I think we knew that already. I think we we talked about that and said that the only two guys we're going to keep was Gay and Bolton. So we knew that we got some young some young guys that are um, that are built for the test, and you know they they both had an excellent year. I thought. You know, even with Gay on this on a short season because of injuries or whatever, uh, I think he played well. So I think he's something that we can invest in. I think Bolton is something we can invest in. The other guys haven't lived up. I wouldn't say haven't totally lived up, but uh, for for what the pay uh, grade is, I don't think that you know they played up to that. So uh, is it understandable that they they made that they didn't make the team? Heck, I I think we talked about Frank Clark not possibly being here. Um, Hitchens and a few others. Uh, to be honest, um, as much as I'm loyal to my program and I, I love the players that we have, I even think I, a couple of weeks ago I said that I'm, I'm okay with just keeping Chris Jones, um, the two linebackers, uh, Ingram, and and Ward, um, Tyron. Even though I don't think we're gonna, you know, have the money to keep him. Possibly, I don't know. And everybody else is, is 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 interchangeable, you know. You keep that that those few guys for me. I think those are some of the best guys that we have on defense. And heck, you can plug into it with every, any and everything else. So uh, to lose anybody off that defense outside of basically Chris Jones, the two young linebackers, um, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody else is gone. Yeah, I think you know with with you know Hitchens his play. Uh, with the hefty price tag coming up, I, I guess his play didn't really warrant that type of type of money. And so, what I was seeing, look, and, and everybody talks about how how you know he's a captain on the team, uh, he's a great leader, he works hard, uh, you know, all those things, man. This is a performance business, and the thing is, if you're not performing to that to what they want you to, the dollar amount, guess what? Hey, 
then you're going to be gone. And the thing is, sometimes you make a lot of money in the NFL, man, you become expendable. That's the reality of it. You know, every guy in, in, in the NFL is replaceable. And so you know, sometimes it's just like, well, what can we replace and what we cannot replace? And he was one on this Chiefs team that they felt like, hey, look, you know what? We got some young guys in here who's doing a great job with what they do. Let's go ahead and move on from him. Um, and so, like I said, I, I think his 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 play had waned over a couple of years. It really has. And so, you know, varying injuries and all those different things. I think they felt like they just needed to move in a different direction. I, you know, I'm not mad at it. Hopefully he'll find a home somewhere else. Um, but like with you having young guys coming in who's performing over what you've been doing, and the thing is, and they're making a ton of less money than you are, hey, it just makes sense business-wise. And like I said, NFL is a business. It's a performance business. If you're not performing, hey, you're just going to be gone. So I mean, there is good things that come about being paid so much because they can't really cut you at some at mo- they got to wait at a time because then that, that takes a big hit so it, it does give you a little security when you when you get paid that amount uh, right. but after so long if you don't live up to the performance that uh, some teams just like you know what we just gotta you know break bread with this and let it you know cut our losses yeah who was that i forget what, what was that that uh <laughs> remember when Peyton Manning didn't play for Indianapolis, they had to eat some money. Man, they, they paid him. I forgot what year. They paid him a whole lot of money just sitting on the bench. It was something crazy, too. Oh, but hell, that's Peyton Manning, though. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I get it, but, but I'm kind of I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with your point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, they was like, look, we can't get rid of him. You know, because. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, yeah, Peyton Manning, he's like, shoot, we, you know, we'd rather keep him, you know, and pay this money as opposed, you know, you know, let him go somewhere else. So they was on the hook for that. You know, Peyton back there like this, he just doing like this with his chewing. He like, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> let me go. When I'm leaving, I'm taking a big old bag with me. So y'all make y'all decision what y'all want to do. Leave when I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> with the Hitchens, they had to wait to a certain. Uh, they had to wait till a certain day. But if they if they kept them on the team for. I forgot what date it was. He was going to be due $12 million, but since yeah. yesterday, um, <laughs> it was $4 million. So I was looking at the date. They look it up there like, okay, hey. Man, <laughs> all players, all agents, all front office players, not, not players, but front office people know, you know, there's certain dates, trade dates, cut dates, when if the money uh, money amounts to here and we need to save here and you don't make the the um, – the cut as to as far as, far as performance base, you basically know you're out the door. Yeah, but I mean, it, it speaks to what you guys have been talking about since we started the show. Is you know, it's a it's a business. Um, it's a, the, the object's always to get younger and always to get you know and, and to save money. And I mean, it kind of speaks to what you know what our what our front office has done, bringing in Bolton and Willie Gay, hitting on both those linebackers. And hopefully, you know, we talked about in the show Willie Gay hasn't been getting a lot of snaps. And hopefully this may be an indicator that going forward, he is going to be getting more of those snaps. We won't have to question, oh, Willie Gay was only in for 35% of the snaps this weekend. You know, we won't question that anymore. Right, right, yeah. So, and then like you said, you got the young, you got the young buck up there, man, who's playing lights out football, man. He's, he's, he's playing phenomenal. He's, you know, on a rookie contract. Shoot, he's being second year. So, I'm just we're just looking at great things for him to come in the future with him. Well, I, uh, I mean, obviously we, we had uh, linebackers. We had uh, those two, uh, Neiman and then Hitchens. I mean, are we going to need to bring in another? Because I think I believe Neiman's a free agent as well. So, I mean, will we bring probably a veteran presence at linebacker or is it going to be another young guy we bring in? 
No, nah, I think you got to see what's available out there. What's available at what cost? You know, if you can get something in the, you know, free agency, something good um, that can help balance the defense out, then you go for that. If you can find something in the draft, you go that way. So. All right. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't know this damn dog getting on my nerves. <laughs> How many more days do you have to uh, of dogs? In, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just TBD? Yes. <laughs> What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Yeah, so a, f- a final concern of the night. Uh, so this is something I wanted to ask you guys. You guys are former players. Um, this is something that kind of got a lot of steam on social media after Odell's uh, ACL injury. So Pro Football Talk uh, released an article talking about how the NFL needs to outlaw artificial fields and just implement grass fields for all NFL stadiums. Uh, They cited the fact when the Vegas um, made their stadium, they made sure to bring in real grass for that stadium. They they rolled that in as real grass, not artificial um, fields for that. Um, And obviously the science behind it, it's less ACL injuries occur because, you know, with grass, it's more giving – but just from a player's point of view, I mean, is this something you guys feel? Because I mean, a lot of former players are talking on Twitter about how they love the real grass, not artificial fields. Well, what, 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 what do you guys say to that? I don't have an issue with either one. Like, I mean, I like the turf because it's usually at, a, at an indoor facility. Um, you know, grass is cool also. I don't know what the issue is because it's, it's, it's what pretty much every sport is you get more and more injuries. So I don't know if it's just the, 
the way guys are work out, working out, their bodies are, you know, growing differently or what, you know? Um, is it statistically proven that turf gives more injuries? Or gives, uh, yeah, gives more injuries than, than grass? I think so, but I think that's, it's always been that way. Um, I don't know. It, it, that's, you know, a decision I can't come to, uh, to give an answer on because uh, I like both. But for the majority, I like playing uh, on the turf. I've always enjoyed turf play. You, you, you know, you jump higher, you move quicker. I've never had any, you know, hard plants to where I was a uh, uh, had some uh, to where I had some type of fear of uh, you know pulling a muscle or tearing something. And uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of it, but I've never had that uh, happen to me. So, um, you know, it, it's. It's just one of those things where it's just one of some fluke injuries, it almost seems like. Um, I know, J.D., you had some knee issues. I don't know if that's because of turf or just because of, of your size because you're a big boy, but, um, you know, I don't know if you're grass. Um, but, yeah, I, that's, that's hard for me to answer. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, so my knee injuries came up on turf. It was in – I was at Vet Stadium, but playing – old Vet Stadium was like playing on concrete. I mean, it was – you're talking about the worst turf you could possibly get. And right now, the technology that they have with AstroTurf is, I'm talking about, it's, it's I mean, light years from where it used to be. And so I think guys prefer playing on grass. I play grass in, in college, you know, of course, you know, coaching up here in high school. Look, to me, grass is it. I mean, it's just, it's just so much easier. It's just having that feel. It does give a little bit better. But like I said, the technology right now, what they have with the turf, they, they've got it, but it's almost as close to grass as you could possibly get it. I'm serious. I mean, it's they've done a tremendous job as far as, tech, you know, uh, technological-wise, getting the turf to where it's, it's Even close. Even with the Odell backup injuries, like, it, it seemed like it, a fluke injury. He didn't do it. He didn't. No, it, it, it wasn't. Planted. He didn't plant. He didn't eat anything, man. That, that's just that's wear and tear on, on, on that, that leg and that knee. That's all that is. It, I mean, seriously. So that to me, I know the science kind of bears it out, but I think they try, they, they're, they're correlating all the turf that they've ever had, like all turf fuels up until this point. And like he said, I, it could be possibly maybe some of the workouts, some of the things they're doing differently just to kind of get guys, you know, in shape. And what you're doing is putting a little bit more strain on your joints, you know, on your ligaments. Uh, but yeah, but even in basketball, you're getting a lot of injuries though. Like, right. Right. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, that's, that's where it's going. Now, I, I will say this, though. And and the one element I like about, like, just putting grass besides just, you know, having the natural aspect of it is uh, you're employing more people, right? I mean, creating more jobs. So when you have grass, you're going to have to have a whole grounds crew, more people get jobs. That is one thing I could possibly see. Now the thing is, do they offset that? With but heck, if you if you if you evolve like the rest of these people and do the you know the the the, the fields that you can pull in and out, you know, like like Arizona, you go grass, you can go turf. You know, it's it's your choice. You know, right. you got you go open the dome, you close it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I agree. Look, and a good thing here's with turf also too, because it drains right. It gets wet. You can drain it. Drains pretty fast. You know, as far as like the the system. Uh, so you do have that. It doesn't like you don't, you know, the wet parts and get mud and you don't have to worry about those things. Uh, so that's a good thing about that. That's the pros of having the artificial turf. 
you know, but like I was just saying, like, you know, if you're talking about maybe just getting more like the grounds crew in Kansas City, uh, great guys, tremendous guys, they do a great job of getting the field ready, you know, every single week, you know, when they, you know, they have a game there. And so I, I look at that as being a, a, another pro for it. But, you know, me, I would prefer grass. But like I said, man, the artificial turf they got right now is, is so close to it. It didn't really make it that, but that bit of a difference, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I'm just one. I'm a fan of the new stuff. You know, if I'm able to create something that allows me to enjoy the elements, then you know I can open the dome up, or pour some, pull some grass in. I love that. I love that that option. Um, instead of just having to deal with, you know, what Mother Nature brings us, and you know, and, and possibly having to cancel because there's lightning or too much snow or or, or some kind of has, uh, weather hazard. So. I love the options of, um, you know, what the, the new stadium pro provide. You know, I don't have to sit in there and blister in the, in the heat uh, of Arizona or Vegas or some of these hot areas or, you know, sit there and freeze while I'm trying to let my kid enjoy a sport in the, in, uh, in, when it comes to playoff time uh, out of Lambeau or Buffalo or New England. So I, I like the, you know, what the new stadium provides. As far as comfort level, uh, it might be a little bit more expensive, but either way, I think, you know, any stadium is going to be expensive when it comes to, you know, refreshments. So, yeah. um, pays off in the end, probably. Yeah. Really? I I'm going to tell you how bad it was up in Philly. I forget, it was a receiver, I think, from Chicago. He was running a route. He blew both ACLs out. God. Both knees. Nobody touched him. He was just running down, uh, running down the field. You look like say so somebody they blame it on the turf. Huh? They blame it on the turf. Oh yeah, no. In Philly, oh, it was definitely the turf. <laughs> you played did you, you played up there in Philly, didn't y'all came up there? Yeah. What do you think about it? Do you remember that that field? I mean, I played in some some horrible stadiums. I played in some, some old stadiums, but that's just because they were old, you know. I have man in high school, I've run I've run track on stuff that's like running down the, the interstate, you know, and it's just a matter of how you how you adjust to it when you when you're out there playing or, or running. So I understand what what bad facilities provide you and what good facilities provide you and the comfort of what it brings when you can go out there and make cuts and don't have to worry about, you know, your plant and uh, it's possibly jarring like your knee and twisting something and making it worse. So, um, heck, you can do that with grass, too. You know, not all grass stadiums are going to just, you know, you're going to stop and it's, you're going to slide or, or, or you get that luxury of of um, of. of <laughs> the softness of it. So, man, it's to me, it's all fluke. Uh, you know, yeah, I think the turf gives you a better, a better chance at hurting yourself, uh, just because of how it stops you. But you know, to me, athletes adjust. You know, I'm not saying that you weren't an athlete at your time, but it's just that y'all had, excuse my language, shitty fields, shitty turf. Um, and so it, it, you know, gave you an injury. So for the most part, man, I'm, I'm, I love the turf. Well, sure. You, you're talking about hurting yourself injury. I mean, we had to play on the one where in Oakland and San Diego on the half baseball fields. In that yeah, dirt. I know. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I you hit the yeah, Oh, my God. Yeah. You tell you like little pebbles and stuff out. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Shoot. Hey, where you hurt yourself. Yeah, man. Now, nah, uh, yeah, Ovest Stadium was a. Uh, it was. 
It was a terror. That's true. It was Thunderdome, terrible. And terrible. Some of, some of, I mean, if you look at like I guess the correlation of it, it's like a, over time, more NFL stadiums have kind of adapted to getting turf. And I guess they're they're trying to say you know it's correlated to the more ACL injuries, the more turf fields are that exist in the NFL. There you go. There's a, that. There's the uh, the tears. But you want, cost well, effective. Yeah, that's what it is. It saves money over the long run. That come on, that's what it is. Mm. Like I said, when you had to, we had to pull more more people, all right, to take care of the field. That's just more cost. It's more overhead. So. You know, they like, why well, do that? Why don't we just get us a turf field and you don't have to worry about anything? We just sit there, run the little, you know, the little machine on it, let him go up and down, and it'd be ready game day. Yeah. And also science is what you guys are saying too. Like uh, you're, you're seeing bigger guys get fast with the, with the new workouts. And it, I saw it, it was another scientific kind of thing. It was the whole BFS model with a bigger, faster, stronger. You're starting to see guys huge who are, you know, running four threes, four fours, and you're starting to see a, a more, more blowouts of Achilles injuries, Achilles injuries in NBA uh, football all over the place too. And that's, that, I mean, is that correlated to turf? No, it's, it's I think it's a, more, it's a bigger issue than what, with, than turf. Um, yeah. just, it's, a, it's a simple way of, you know, trying to mitigate a problem and say, Oh, it's a turf. Nothing else, you know, but I mean, there's other factors involved. Um, all right, well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in. Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week, guys. I'm sure there'll be more, uh, maybe more uh, articles about coaches or players and uh, and more uh, releases or wavings uh, by the time uh, our show comes around next week. So we'll see you next week, guys. All right, I'll take it easy. Take it easy, fellas. Huh? I said it's the off season. You got to write about something, you know. So that's true. <laughs> you can do exactly. All right, fellas. Peace. All right, brothers. Y'all be good. Now here is bonus content. So this is about... that 03 season? Huh? What season is that? This is uh, 2002. Damn. Did you see that? <laughs> I you see, see your summer 15. I see 60. 54. Uh, 87 on the back, 88, 89. There it's you hard go. to make out the numbers, man. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's a little folded up. No, nah, I see the glare. It's not the folder, it's just the glare. The glare of it? Uh, yeah. Ty Collins is some prime real estate in that picture. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool, though. Send me one. Send one of these, man. I found this in a, you know, in a box. Clean out the uh, garage, man. I'm looking like that guy. Look at that. <laughs> Some of my dreads are short. Short dreads. Yeah. How many of those do you have? Just one? No, I have, uh, I like got four of them. Damn. It's in the E, man. I mean, you see guys on here, man. I see Glenn Cadrez. <laughs> I uh, got his number. Do you? Yeah. You remember Pete Repstock? Nope. Dan Straczynski? Yeah. Okay. Kicker. Yes. This is when Morton Anderson was on the team. Mike Cloud? Remember Mike Cloud? Yep, I got Mike Cloud on. Uh, I talked to him, too, on Facebook. Do you? Okay. Oh, man, here's one. Tony Newsom. You remember Tony Newsom? Tony Newsom. I see. I got him. On. Tony's into diamonds. Really? Yep. On Instagram. I got his info. Okay. 
I was like, man, I ain't seen, I ain't seen that name, seen Tony Newsom in a while. Man, um, <laughs> Don Willis. Yep, those snacks. Yeah. Corey Harris, remember Corey Harris? I talked to Corey Harris. Man, he called me about once a month. Is that right? Man, see, the, the Corey, I said, what's up, man? Uh, Tajay Allen. Tajay's on it. Tajay's on Facebook. Man, man, you'd be amazed at all the people I keep in touch with. <laughs> Is that, man, see, I'm not on Facebook. I'm so. <laughs> man, when's the last time you talked to Marcus Patton? Marcus, I talked to MP last year. I actually found him on Facebook. I think he's still in the D.C. area. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> Shoot. Larry Atkins. What have you, have you talked to L I know you ain't talked to L L.A. Larry Atkins, L.A. is in, is, is in L.A. He was is actually he? back. He was at the alumni game. He sent me a picture. Is that right? Wow. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> he was actually with my driver. I don't know if you remember, but I had Coach, Coach Emil had me a limo driver to take me to practice. So he was with my driver <laughs> at the alumni game this year. It really? <laughs> Big Willie Jones. You talked to Willie Jones? Big Jones. I haven't talked to Willie in forever. Willie got, he got uh, paid with uh, one of the lawsuits. I don't know if it was the full disability or one uh, or, the, or the other, but yeah, he's, uh, he's doing okay. Okay. Man. Then I'm just seeing over here, man. It's shoot. Shoot. Brothers them passed before us, man. Hats off to them. Lou Bush on there. Lou Bush. Arcal Trulock. Yep, Trulock, Arcal. Mm-hmm. Uh Black Share ain't on here, but he, you know. Uh, yeah. He was more recent of the crew. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, man, there's some, there's some faces on here, man. I'm telling you. Uh, Lee, just coaches. Remember Shit, Darwin passed players. away. Gunther passed away. Yeah. Carmelowitz. Carmelowitz. Wow. Crum right on that staff? Huh? Tim Crum right on that staff? No, Tim ain't on this. Uh, Grundy was gone by then. Yeah. Because that's when uh, Casey and B. Waters at all came uh, into the picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a serious staff right there, but them jokes were serious back then. <laughs> yeah, but heck, man, I even talked to, I talked to Chap. You know, remember Chap, the chaplain? Yeah, Greg. Black dudes, black yeah. dudes come to, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Greg. He's still in Houston. It's all right, man. That's my brother right there. Like Les Pico. Les Pico. Yeah. I think Les hit me up on uh on LinkedIn. Say what's oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's still in Minnesota. He's he's working with Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, man. It's good times, man. Some good times, man. Some some yeah, great man. dudes, great people. Yes, sir. Tell you what, if you guys ever have a reunion, like all oh, the reunion part, I think E needs to be the the planner behind that. He talks to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we just had it's almost kind of like that. Um, I don't know what which one of the text messages kind of sparked it, but man, I sat there and I just created groups of of uh, of Chiefs chats, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, man, those guys that hadn't talked to each other forever. So I connected everybody with, with almost everybody I have. Yeah, there's some good names on there too. I like, oh my gosh. Yeah, man, he's a, he's a, he's the he's that guy, man. You know, he, he's 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 the how, how you uh, the catalyst to everybody. You know, he, he touches everybody, man. I think everybody been over at E's house for uh, you know hangout party. <laughs> That's the way it sounds. Every, every guest we have wants, everyone always talks about E's place. E's place, man. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> I told you, man, there were times I'd wake up in my house and I wouldn't even know people that were walking through there. Because, like, <laughs> if it wasn't a player that was hanging out at the crib, I had, like, regular Kansas City people just – I was all cool with – and a lot of people had my garage code. And so – yeah, it was just open house, man. Welcoming to all. Heck, I took in Benny Sapp when he came. I took in Ray Crockett when he came. And I took in a whole bunch of players when they came. Let them stay there until they got on the feet. Awesome. Would it be like big like big old parties where like people could bring like, yo, you could bring your, your friends and they can invite whoever they want and just come over kind of thing? Or is it like you – Man, I wouldn't have anything planned. It's just come as you are. Like, I had a nice basement set up for, you know, games, pool, uh, whatever. So, it's just, yeah, people just came over and we just ate and had fun. I remember we was on the, the pool table, man. We playing, uh, shooting, shooting craps and rapping. I mean, yep. we didn't, you know, start rapping a little bit. Like, oh, hold on, wait a minute. You try to do it to an album right now? <laughs> Crazy, 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 crazy. Even Priest mentioned like something. Like he only mentioned a little bit of it. Some, something about him getting. Yeah, on he the- didn't. He didn't want to get into detail, man. I, I, Priest came out of his shirt on my pool table. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Bible even at that. Yes, yeah, Bible. We had Bible study over it too. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Jehovah's Witness don't even knock. They just come on in. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so, I mean, uh, so this past weekend, obviously, a lot happened in sports. Like, you know, we, we, we've talked at length about the Jawan Howard situation. Uh, but other things happened, too, like the um, All-Star game, the NBA 75, which a lot of le- legends came on uh, board and on the uh, were, were recognized for what they, their accomplishments in the NBA. Um, you know, as, as guys who've been watching basketball for years, I mean – Seeing some of those guys and any of those kind of evoke any like childhood memories, watching some of those guys get honored on a Sunday at the All-Star game. I love history of sports, man. I love everything about it. You know, the from watching the guys that I enjoyed and 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 uh you know idolized to the guys that I played with and to the guys that are playing now and creating their, their own um uh, history, like I just love everything about sports, and, and the, the best part to me about the the NBA one was seeing Michael Jordan pop up. Because I I didn't think he'd be there, you know. As, as there, at times, I I I think to myself, Mike is bigger than the actual game itself, and so to get him to come out to something like that is is is, is pretty remarkable. Um, but I was yeah, I was I was cheesing from ear to ear when I saw him uh, walk out and, and wave to the crowd. Yeah, I, I think, man, it, just kind of what, what he was saying, 
just seeing all the old school players and, and those guys getting together, enjoying themselves. And that, I think it's really what it's about, you know, and I think I'm sure that they made sure that Mike was going to come. It's almost like you know, when they, when they, <laughs> they named the all-star team or like, uh, um, you know, the uh, Olympic team. First one they had to get was Mike. And so that, they was like, look, let's make sure Mike is on board. Let's try to make sure he get him there. You know, and then after that, man, everything just kind of, you know, kind of fell into place, man. But I, I think you can see Mike, I think, changed a little bit. I think he's gotten a little bit older. So now he's not necessarily like he was when he was younger. I think he's, he's really starting to try to embrace, you know, the younger generation. I think it was good for him to get up there and talk to LeBron and all those guys and all of them to be seen together. And so, you know, moments and memories like that, man, is something that, you know, even a guy like Michael Jordan couldn't miss. Um so it was good. But so you know what I think played a part in it too? Who was that? Scotty didn't come. Scotty didn't come. So it was either. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Scotty probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but you know what, though? It was a lot of attention because we seen uh, uh, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. You know, everybody showed that with the. <laughs> but they act, they took a picture together, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I, hey, man, look, I, I believe it. Look, here's the thing things that happened in the past, man, so you, you got to let some things go. We was kind of talking early, man, like all this, like, is. This beefing and you know NBA and stuff, guys bringing out stories. Look, that's one thing. I, I just, to me, I think it's out of bounds a lot when you know people go into like the personal things, divulging things that look everybody don't need to know, right? And you know, Pip when he came out, start you know talking his noise. I'm just like, Pip, why? Why are you doing it for what? You know, you you trying to get you know rekindled? Uh, it had to be, it had to be money. You know, same thing with Kwame Brown coming out, then Gilbert Arenas getting on. And, you know, so you always it's always like a rebuttal. It's almost like the rap game, right? Somebody throws a diss record, the next thing you know, somebody else comes out with a new diss. Yeah. So, I don't know. But it was good, man. It was good to see it. I, I, You know what? I got a lot of the stuff from you all because I didn't even watch the I didn't watch any of the games. I didn't watch the dunk contest. I didn't watch none of that stuff this whole weekend. So, um, you didn't miss much for the dunk contest. No. <laughs> There's a lot of joy and stuff like that, man. It's good to see. That's like when I go back and I see a lot of the guys that were at the end of their careers when I first started with the Chiefs, you know, and, and they're all happy to see me and, you know, and to think like, man, I, I never thought that you would get the career that you got, you know, because when I came into Kansas City, I honestly, swear, honest to God, like I didn't think I had a chance. You know, I was moving from safety to playing corner. On top of that, I'm playing with Hasty, McMillan, and Dale Carter, who I thought were excellent corners. So I didn't think I had a chance. And then to see see those guys and to have them give me stories like, man, you know, it's, it's a, I'm amazed and so happy to see that you made it uh, as long as you did and, you know, the, whatever accolades that you accomplished uh, with the Chiefs. So I love getting back and hearing that stuff. And I love, sh you know, sharing memories with the guys that I, I had my long career with. Um, whether it was a year or two with, you know, Corey Harris or whether it was uh, my whole tenure with, you know, guys like Tony and yourself and Will Shields, uh, you know, those kind of guys. Man, I, I love everything about those kind of reunions. They just make me feel that much better about myself and what I accomplish. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it brings back that camaraderie that we had back then. It doesn't have to be competitive, but right. you feel it when you're in that room, when you're in that presence of those kind of people. So. Yeah, I love everything about the reunions. I, I mean, I wish we'd have more. Uh, I wish they were set to where we could actually get to uh, mingle and, you know, do things with one another. Um, but, you know, 
you got to take it for what it's worth and and how they set it up. I think we need to do more of it ourselves to try to uh, get back with the reunions that or the alumni games that the Chiefs, you know, put together. Um, but you can't get everybody out. You know, we can't uh, with the way that they set it up. I, I think you got to have three years or more. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that some of the guys in our group, yeah, yeah, some of the guys in our group chat probably didn't get that that time in. So, but yeah, I, I think man, once you once you put that helmet on, you put had that jersey on, man. I mean, you, you're part of that alumni for life, right? And it shouldn't be distinguished between two or three. Years. <laughs> I mean, man, you was a chief, and that that was it. So anything like you said, just the, it, any ordeal you're able to bring together and experience with guys it's always a great feeling man just to see those guys those faces all over again right see how their lives are doing how the kids have grown up all those different things it's all just feel good just feel good but you know the, the business side of it and you look at it how many guys we got on the team 53 53 uh are you able to for this alumni weekend over all the years the chiefs have been in existence to, to host all these guys you can't so you can only, you know, send the emails out, whoever responds and, and, and is proactive on it. You know, that's who becomes a part of that alumni or the ambassadors. Um, I'd love to see my whole team come back at once. To, at, But can they do it? I don't think they can. Just because you can't give out that many tickets. And that's another crazy thing. Like, you see people out that you've known or they see you out in the streets. Like, oh, man, can you give me a ticket? Like, no, I get tickets to one game. One game, any other game, I got to pay for it just like you. Uh, now, yeah, I might know people there I can probably call, but I still got to pay for my tickets. And so it's like that, that's the, the one thing that kind of eats at me a little bit because every single time somebody's like, E, you know, you got to, can you get tickets uh, to this game? Like, I can get them. There's going to be, I got to pay for them just like you do, though. Uh, so are you calling me for like free tickets? You know, I can't get free tickets. I don't get free tickets. We get, even for college, I get tickets to one game. Uh, and I understand they can't give tickets to, give you tickets to every game just because you were a part of a championship team, just because you played for 10 years. Uh, I mean, you got to understand the business of it. There's other people that are, you know, season ticket holders and people that they have to sell tickets to. So uh, to accommodate all those people that have played on that team, they can't do that. Yeah, I, yeah, it'd be tough. It would be tough. I just think sometime in the Tim, like you said, maybe just you know one, one or two occasions, you know, trying to get guys out there. I don't even care, like you said, uh, shoot a big tent, you know, have a big tailgate party, you know. <laughs> hey, you yeah. come to the game. Hey, we give you like half price on the ticket or something, you know. Shoot, uh, I know how the Eagles Eagles used to do it, where they do a preseason game. That's how they do the alumni week. <laughs> yeah, they do alumni week during preseason. Wow. I know it, isn't that? That's crazy, isn't it? Save some money. <laughs> yeah, well, you go out there walking, you waving, and, and half the crowd it ain't even stayed in the pool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny. Crazy. Well, and I think the the story you told about how when you were uh, when you went to one of the games, you went to the shop, and like they had no like player discount, like a twenty five percent or fifty percent off, like for a player and such. That's something that, that I mean, teams can easily do. They can just give any 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 guy who play for a team. You get a set twenty five percent discount. You know, yeah, that's not hard yeah. to do. But. Hey, football's a game. NFL's a business. So. True. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.